Hello, it's time again for another edition of Spinning Singles, and I'm Todd. And we left off with the end of August of 1986 on the Billboard Hot 100, and we're doing the top 40 songs. And the last week um, was dated August 30th, 1986. And uh, there were six songs that debuted in the top 40 that week, busy week. And the highest debut that week at number 34 was a song by the Eurythmics called Missionary Man. Came in at 34, would go to 14 nationally, so it was a pretty big hit for them. And they recorded on the RCA label from the album Revenge. And uh, it did have a picture sleeve, and the picture sleeve just shows a picture of Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart on the cover and a picture of the album on the back. Uh, the record itself and the picture sleeve is probably only 3 to $4.00. Um, and it was a number 14 hit for Eurythmics. Uh, did hear it quite a bit in this area. Behind that at number 35 was another top 40 hit for ZZ Top, and this one was called Velcro Fly. Came in at 35 from their um, album Afterburner on Warner Brothers. Would only go as high as 35, so that's as high as it got. Um, only spent a couple weeks on the top 40. And this one did not have a picture sleeve. Um, on the Warner Brothers, like I said, and didn't get too much airplay, just a little bit. And not a very valuable record, I'd say 3 to $4 for a ZZ Top. Right behind that was another rock group that was very popular at the time, Van Halen. Came in at number 36 with Love Walks In. And this one would go to 22 for Van Halen, so it was a mid-range hit. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of the group with Sammy Hagar as a lead singer, replacing David Lee Roth. And um, it did get some airplay quite a bit. Van Halen does have a little bit of value. I'd say $5 for Van Halen and Love Walks In. Behind that, we had at number 37 was a top 40 hit for Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam. And they were known for upbeat dance songs, but this was a ballad. Came in at 37. It was called All Cried Out. And um, it was on the Columbia label and it would go to number eight. So it was a top 10 record for them. From their album Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam with Full Force. And uh, I do remember hearing this quite a bit since it was a ballad. And for some reason they did not release a um, picture sleeve with this one. But that's uh, Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam all cried out. Probably a 3 to $4 record for that one as well. Number 39 this week is a very interesting record. It's actually a very old record. Originally hit number 2 back in 1964, but a movie brought it back, and it was called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And there was a scene in the movie when they were in a downtown parade where Ferris Bueller hopped up on a float and started singing this song. And I'm talking about Twist and Shout by the Beatles. It recharted. It came in at 39. would go to 23 the second time around, and they reissued it on a brand-new single on the Capitol label, uh, which was black with a color band around it. And um, it was the first time the Beatles had charted in a while, but it did go to 23 and Twist and Shout. Do remember hearing it in the movie and, of course, on the radio at that point, and you still hear it as an oldie quite a bit. Uh, the reissue of this one probably is 5 to $6. The promo copy is worth more. I'd say the promo is worth about $10 or so on that one. And the last song to come in at number 40 was a group called Simply Red, and this one was released twice. First time it did not make the top 40. The second time they re released it, it did. It's called Money's Too Tight to Mention by Simply Red. Came in at 40 and would go to 28. Kind of a mid-tempo pop song for them. On the Electra label, that's what Simply Red recorded on, and the picture sleeve just is black with Simply Red and Red on the cover. 
Uh, kind of a cool song. Liked it a lot. It can apply to many different times in history when money is just too tight. And it's probably a 4 to $5 record for that one. And that was the week of August 30th, 1986. And we're going to begin with September 1986. And there were only four songs to come in the top 40 that week. And the highest debut that week was from an actor who had never had a top 40 hit before. He was um, starring in Miami Vice, and then he had another big uh, TV show called Nash Bridges. And I'm talking about Don Johnson. Yes, he recorded music, came in at 36, and it would go to number five. So it was a big hit for him. It was called Heartbeat, and that was the name of the album. <clears throat> and um, it was on the Epic Blue label. The picture sleeve just shows him on the cover and some writing on the back. But very famous actor, and he did have a top ten hit, and that's Heartbeat by Don Johnson. Never hear it today. It's probably a 3 to $4 record. I uh, heard it a lot when it was out, though. Behind that, we had another top 40 hit for Billy Joel. Um, it's called A Matter of Trust. Kind of a rock mid-tempo song. Came in at 37. Would go top 10 for him from the album The Bridge. And this one got a ton of airplay. I do remember hearing this a lot since it went top 10. It did not have a picture sleeve, but... Um, when I was DJing in the Mirage Lounge at the Holiday Inn in Gaithersburg, I remember playing this song a lot because a lot of people liked it. And that was A Matter of Trust by Billy Joel. Probably 3 to $4 for that one. Behind that, we have another top 40 hit from Tina Turner, and she was having a field day at this point, having a lot of success. And this was from her album Break Every Rule. It's called Typical Male. Came in at 39 and would go to number two. So it just missed going to number one, got a huge amount of airplay, and um, she was on the Capitol label, the same as the Beatles were. And the picture sleeve just shows her standing on the cover, kind of looking over her shoulder. And it shows the back of her on the back. And it was a kind of an upbeat song for Tina Turner. Got a ton of airplay. Maybe 4 to $5 with the picture sleeve on that one. And the last song to debut that week in the top 40 was a follow-up to I Can't Wait. It's by the group New Shoes. It's called Point of No Return. It came in at 40 and would go to 28, and that's as high as it got from their album Poolside. And New Shoes was recording on Electra, uh, uh, sorry, Atlantic at that point. And um, this song was kind of an upbeat dance song as well. It does have a picture sleeve, and it shows New Shoes in blue on a black background with Point of No Return written on the cover, and a picture of the album on the back. I'd say 3 to $4 for New Shoes and Point of No Return. And that brings us to the next week in September of 1986, and there were only three songs to come in the top 40 that week. And the first one was the very first hit for this soul artist, and her name was Anita Baker, and she was more of a jazz singer, but this was her biggest hit. It's called Sweet Love. It was a crossover song from the R&B charts, and it came in at 35 and would go top 10, number 8, so it was a big, big song for her uh, from the album Rapture. And this particular song was on the Electra label, which is black and red, but it did not have a picture sleeve, but it did get a ton of airplay. And kind of a mid-tempo ballad for Anita Baker. And her first hit was her biggest, hitting number eight, and that's Sweet Love. Probably 3 to $4 for Anita Baker. Next song to come in at number 38 was actually a cover of a song by Sherelle. This was originally done by Sherelle back in 83 or 84, um, it's called I Didn't Mean to Turn You On, and this is Robert Palmer's version from his album Riptide. Very upbeat, danceable song. It came in at 38, and like Tina Turner, 
went to number two. It just missed number one, got a ton of airplay. He was on the Island label, which was all black at the time. And the picture sleeve just shows a bunch of girls dancing on the cover and a picture of him on the back. I always liked this version, but I have to give the nod to Sherelle. Her original version, I think, is better. But this is not a bad cover of it. And that's I Didn't Mean to Turn You On by Robert Palmer. Probably 3 to $4 uh, for that one. And the last song to come in that week in the top 40 would turn out to be a number one song for Cindy Lauper. It's simply called True Colors from the album True Colors. And she was recording on Portrait at that point. And this came in at 40 and would go to number one for two weeks. And um, it does have a picture sleeve and it shows her on the cover. Uh, number one songs do not bring a lot of money because there were so many made. And this one's no exception. I'd say 3 to $4 for Cindy Lauper and True Colors. Ton of airplay on this ballad, and you still hear it today. And that brings us to the next week in September, and it was dated September 20th, 1986. And there were three songs to come in the top 40, and actually two in the Hot 100 I'm going to talk about. Uh, the highest debut that week was from a movie, and it was from The Karate Kid Part 2. And it's an old, old song. It's a remake of a song originally done by the Penguins, and a lot of other people have covered it. But it's called Earth Angel, and it was by the group New Edition. And this is a ballad, of course, that came in at 34 and would go to 21 nationally. It was on the MCA label, and like I said, it was in that movie Karate Kid Part 2. That's what made it popular. Um, but it was a ballad by New Edition, and that's Earth Angel. Probably 3 to $4 for that one. Behind that, we had another hit for Journey, and they were still having top 40 hits. Girl Can't Help It was the name of this one. From Raised on the Radio on Columbia Label would go to number 17 as it came in at 37. And 17 was pretty decent for Journey. And they were still having hits off this album. And the picture sleeve is simply just blue with Girl Can't Help It written in white on it. And a picture of the album on the back. Uh, I do remember hearing this song quite a bit because it was kind of upbeat and a good rock song for them. Uh, Four to five dollars for Journey. And The Girl Can't Help It. The last song to come in at number 40 was a very unusual song. It was called Paranomia, and it was by The Art of Noise. And the actor or the person in this song was called Max Headroom. And he was a creation of a guy in Britain, and he was kind of a computer-generated person at the time. So this is a very futuristic-sounding song. It came in at number 40 and would only go to 34 but it was a very interesting song, and I do remember seeing the video to this one. Just kind of an odd song on the China label, which was interesting too, kind of an independent label. But The Art of Noise really only had one or two hits, and this was one of them, and that's Paranomia by um, Art of Noise. And the two songs I want to talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week, the last uh, Top 40 or Top 100 appearance of Midnight Star was this song called Midas Touch, and it came in at 88 and just missed the top 40. It peaked out at number 42 on the Solar label, and it's from their album Headlines. Very upbeat and danceable song. Probably one of my favorite songs by this group. Liked it a lot, so much so that it got to uh, number one on my countdown, and that's Midas Touch by Midnight Star. And the last song on the Hot 100 I'm going to talk about for that week was another cover, and it was actually by the Beach Boys, and they were still having songs. And this was the Mamas and Papas song, California Dreamin'. 
And they did a great cover version of this. It came in at 93 and went to 57, but it did get some airplay. It was from their album Made in the USA that came out in 86, and it's on the Capitol label, the same as the Beatles. And um, this song's probably a 6 to $7 record if you can find a nice stock copy of it. But it's a great version of California Dreamin'. Very great harmonies on this one, and that's the Beach Boys. And we still got time to squeeze in another week of September 1986. So we're going to talk about the last week, and that was September 27th, 1986. And the highest debut that week was by the Human League, and it was simply just called Human. And it was on the A&M label, and it came in from their album called Crash. It came in at 36 and would go to number one for them. It was their second number one. And it only spent one week up there, but it got a ton of airplay. Still hear it a lot today. Picture of the group on the front of the picture sleeve. And um, more pictures of the group on the back. But a number one song from the Human League and Human. And maybe 3 to $4 for that one. Next song is one of those songs that radio just latched onto, would not let go. And to this day, you still hear it all over the place. Why? I'm not sure. But it was by Eddie Money. And it's called Take Me Home Tonight. It came in at 38 and would go to number four. It was a big hit. But the novelty about this song was it has Ronnie Spector singing Be My Baby on it. And that's kind of the underlying theme. And it's from the album Can't Hold Back. But a huge, huge record. So much so that I hear it on the radio this week or last week. I still hear it. So um, very popular song. There were rumors that it had a picture sleep, but I've never seen it. So if it is out there, it's extremely rare. But the record itself is probably 3 to $4, and he recorded on the Columbia label. The song behind that was the first tart appearance by Peter Gabriel. It's called In Your Eyes, and at this time it was on the Geffen label from his album So. The thing about this song was it was a long, long song. It was 6 minutes and 15 seconds, so that was a long song to hit the top 40. It came in at 39 and would go to 26. So it does have a picture sleeve, and Peter Gabriel's is just a purple picture sleeve with some writing on the back. And this song would chart again back in, in uh, 1989 in three more years from a movie of No Doubt. But for right now, that's where it charted at 26. And the last song to come in the top 40 that week was by the group Toto, and it was actually a ballad for them. It's called I'll Be Over You from Fahrenheit. That was the name of the album, also on Columbia. Came in at 40, would just miss the top 10 at number 11. And the picture sleeve shows an old-fashioned kind of cartoonish scene on the cover and a picture of the group on the back. And as it turned out, it was a pretty big hit for Toto, I'll Be Over You. And yes, you still hear it every now and then. 3 to $4 for Toto. And the last song I'm going to talk about for this edition was a Hot 100 hit for the group Device. They had had one song called Hanging on a Heart Attack a few weeks back. And this was their follow-up called Who Says, came in at 95 and would go to 79 on Chrysalis. And the reason I mention this song is because I really liked it a lot, so much so it was number one on my countdown. And it was from the album 22B3, and it was actually their last chart appearance. And that's Device with Who Says, probably about a 5 to $6 record. And that should do it for this edition of Spinning Singles, and we'll pick it up with October 1986 next week.